Welcome to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation with your host, Marianne Beckman-Berman. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Marianne the secrets of the sister sciences, yoga and Ayurveda. Now, here is Marianne. Welcome to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation with Marianne Beckman-Berman. The topic of today's show, Crimes Against Wisdom. This addresses a very important concept in Ayurveda, as this is considered to be one of the three main causes of disease. Why do we indulge in certain behaviors? Why do we consume foods that we know are not good for us? Why do we ignore, override many of the signs our bodies give us signaling imbalance? Have you ever held your urine so long you no longer had to go? Or goodness, how about your bowel movement? Perhaps it is because we do not know what we do not know. My guest in the second and third segment of today's show, Veena Hassel Bliley, is a certified Ayurvedic practitioner, a meditation teacher, and a monk. And she heard my late teacher and her teacher, Pat Layton, repeat that saying many times. We met in 2008 at Kanyakumari Ayurveda School in Milwaukee while I was enrolled in my Ayurveda Health Educator Program. We are reconnecting again to share stories about how we now minimize the crimes against wisdom in our daily lives, thanks to these ancient practices of yoga, Ayurveda, and meditation, and the wisdom passed down from our teachers. So I thought I would start by explaining to you why I picked this topic, Crimes Against Wisdom. Last week, as you know, was my debut of this show, and it was also my birthday. How about that for divine synchronicity? Being my birthday, I was a bit excited, very excited to be having the show debut on that day itself. But I found myself not necessarily taking care of myself in the best way that led to imbalance. So this past Saturday, I found myself pretty much having to stay on the couch, being very, very mindful of what I ate. In fact, I didn't even want to eat because I had such burning. I had what is often referred to as heartburn. So it's not something that I have experienced many times, especially since learning Ayurveda. So once I learned Ayurveda in 2008, it forever changed how I eat, um, really listening to the signals in my body, especially not overriding the signals. So for instance, what I did, mind you, I am on crutches. I did take a fall and I'm nursing a, a fracture. So this past month, my mobility has certainly been limited. And my husband, bless him, he has been helping prepare a lot of the food. And if anything, he probably, you know, stopped and got some food that I don't normally eat as often as I did this past month. So I certainly had more of um, an acidic stomach to begin with. And then I found myself going to a wedding and traveling driving three hours each way, 
75, 80 miles per hour, certainly that movement, the excitement there again. And I had a beverage. So I I decided to indulge in a vodka lemonade. Oh boy, it was a very strong drink. <laughs> I went to Ireland this summer and keep in mind, I went to Ireland and did not even have a drink. You know, I was driving and everything, but but I'm not one who typically indulges in alcohol because I know my fire. When I was in college, I had alopecia areata and I spent many years having all these different bald spots. So having given up all alcohol shortly after college, I found that I no longer had any issues. So I I certainly was not about to have that that fire during the summer months when I was traveling. But lo and behold, last week was my birthday and I had the first show. We had an unusually warm day here in Chicago um, in the 80s. It may have even tapped into the 90s. You know, we've now taken a 30 degree dip. But last week, with that warmth, the heat, the heat from the summer season, as my guest Vina will explain, these naturally gave rise to the situation that I had. And then I exacerbated it by feeding that fire or not feeding it, not eating enough. On my on Wednesday, I attended a park district meeting. It was considered a mandatory meeting for all the employees about customer service training. And I was under the impression that we were going to have dinner. It was from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. I even told my husband. My husband was bummed. He wanted to take me out for my birthday. And I said, we can always go out for my birthday. I need to do this meeting. And sitting in this meeting, I, I took it as an opportunity to say, boy, it's not every birthday I'm even in this situation. Hmm, why am I here? That's how I approach a lot of the situations, knowing that all of the different circumstances, this particular time and space, this is happening. And I, I really do tap into that awareness of, hmm, this is not something I normally do on my birthday. But as I sat there, we had an excellent, excellent um, pre presenter talking about all the different personality types, what have you. But the entire time <laughs> I sat there taking notes and I was comparing everything that this speaker was talking to us about the different, oh, the analytical personality type versus the driver versus the expressive one and the amiable one. And I thought about when I worked in my concrete group, I actually organized what was called the insight discovery. And I can recall paying, oh, probably $1,200 at that time for a gentleman to send everyone in my office, there were 14 of us, a link where we took a very detailed personality test. And then this 
person came to our office and then shared it with everyone to explain to us, oh, you know, who are the cheerleaders? Who are the ones that are opposite you? You know, how, how to build, you know, more effective teams, better communication, address any of the barriers, you know? So I actually took it out. So that's the, the kapha in me again, keeps things like this. And the pitta is organized enough <laughs> in some way <laughs> to be able to find this. So this morning I went to my file, I took this out and I read about this test. And this test that I actually brought to my coworkers, you know, can be traced back to the fifth century BC when Hippocrates identified four distinct energies exhibited by different people. And this insight system is built around the model of personality first identified by the Swiss psychologist Carl Jung. And when I see that this was published in 1921, oh my goodness, I now say too, you know what? I didn't know what I didn't know back then. I didn't know that there was something that explained all of our personality types um, that was, was tied to an actual science, you know, because once you start talking about fire's hot, no one's going to argue that. And water is inherently wet. Right? So I also wanted to talk about um, the fact that another presentation I went to a couple summers ago, this person was advocating there's four personality types, the shark, the dolphin, the urchin, and the whale. And, you know, the, the sharks, they're all about the aggression. They're the winners. They're very competitive. And the reason that I sat there, oh, and my pitta, my fire, my heat was rising because I was super hungry. My wind, the vata air element had been moving and circulating all day. I spent the afternoon you know, on the show, talking, interviewing my guests. And then sitting through here is when I said, this is a crime against wisdom too. Because from the Ayurveda perspective, we know that when we start talking about those people, for instance, that are the analytical, that they love the details, they love the figures, they love charts and graphs, they're not big on hugging, they like working alone, they want accurate information. We in Ayurveda consider this what we call pitta. We know that the reason why they display these tendencies is because of this quality, the, the qualitative nature. They're sharp. It's that fire. They see things differently, okay? And then we talked about these drivers, the managers. These are the ones that get it done. No small talk. They can lack sensitivity to others, results-oriented. They control meetings. They get to the point. They want the facts now. They talked about the amiable, maybe amiable, the calm, the pleasant, the sincere. They're homey. They like pictures of their kids in their cubicles. 
They're concerned how things affect others. They're reluctant to initiate discussions and they dislike conflict. So we know this group too is Kafa. So as I sat through this hour long presentation, a little longer, I could see how the presenter himself had, oh, a lot of Vata, which we call the expressive quality, where he's people oriented, easy to approach. He's a talker. He's not big on details. Oh, doesn't like to read. Big picture, tends to procrastinate and very touchy feely. You know, I, I looked at this thinking that with a hundred people in this audience, we could go further. So this is why I'm so passionate about bringing forth Ayurveda because I feel that when we learn the senses, the sense of touch, the sense of sight, the sense of hearing, the sense of smell, the sense of taste, we could go further as well. And this is what I feel is the crime against wisdom. So in the year 2023, <laughs> when we have access to so much information, I look at what I did back in 2006, okay? You know, we're now many years on. And some of us, we feel it's almost our God-given mission. It's, it's a calling. And we connect with this information. Because as I sat there at the Park District, I said, how much more profound would this conversation be if we knew that all those that are the analytical, the ones that love the details, love the figures, all these that like working alone, you know, not big on hugging, they also are going to have certain health, they're going to have certain health issues because of that. It's inherent in their nature. The get-it-done people, the results-oriented people, the ones that um, are the drivers, you know, oftentimes we know these are the ones that are most vulnerable to the heart attacks, to the strokes. This is the type A personality that, that we refer to. So we can do better. <laughs> this is the whole concept of the crimes against wisdom on a larger scale. And if I come to it from a from a smaller scale, you know, this is this is how by talking to an Ayurvedic counselor, a practitioner, an Ayurvedic doctor, and many holistic healthcare pr um, practitioners today will give you a different perspective. And they're there's so many valid perspectives out there, you know, but when we know that the expressive ones that want to be in front of people are most prone to constipation, they're the ones that suffer from anxiety. These are the ones that suffer um, most from osteoporosis. You know, let's, let's nip this in the bud earlier. We can certainly help regulate lifestyles. We can adjust diets so that some of these lifestyle tendencies do not have to necessarily manifest. Okay. So that's my little rant here about all these different personality types and hearing all these different names, whether again, it's shark, dolphin, urchin, whale, or it's this driver, the analytical one, 
Okay. They have the thinking, the feeling, the introverts, the extroverts. Many of you may have taken some of those personality tests yourself. So when you often hear those descriptions, you feel, hey, sometimes I fit into this category. Sometimes I feel into that category. Wait, maybe in the summertime when my fire is high and like increases like in that environment, I find myself more active. But then in the wintertime with the cool weather, I find myself slowing down. I find myself having more of those lethargic, depressive, lacking energy. And I've never come across anything. This is why I've now dedicated my life's mission to sharing this wisdom. Because as an existential learner, and when you ask the whys, well, who says? What if I fall into both categories? Ayurveda will literally give you the answers. You're going to see how it makes sense, how it's the ultimate common sense. So I thank you for listening to that Pitta rant along with the Vata. When we come back, my guest, Veena Hassel Blyley, owner of Somya Ayurveda, Ayurveda practitioner, meditation teacher, and monk. She will be here to kind of explain how she learned about herbal remedies at her grandmother's knee. She fell in love with Ayurveda and the childhood experiences that she had were the seeds of a lifelong passion. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more from Healthy Spirals, Yoga, Ayurveda, Meditation. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Spiral in healthier directions together. Join Marianne Beckman-Berman on your mat or in your chair for an hour on Zoom for 10 weeks each season. Classes include Ayurvedic tips, yoga poses, breathing exercises, and meditation. The fall series runs Monday, October 2nd through December 4th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 Pacific, just $10 each class. Join anytime. Visit HealthySpirals.com to register. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation, located near O'Hare Airport in Des Plaines, Illinois, offers cost-effective, holistic services in person, online, or at your location. From modern-day Ayurvedic pulse assessments, diet and lifestyle counseling, yoga and meditation classes, Healthy Spirals empowers you to make healthier lifestyle choices day by day, season by season. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Welcome back to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. Have a question for Marianne or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation with Marianne Beckman-Berman. I'm honored to be accompanied here with my guest, Veena Hassel-Bliley. She is the certified Ayurvedic practitioner, a meditation teacher, and monk, owner of Somya Ayurveda. She has offices in Corrales, Jemez, New Mexico, and her hometown of Minneapolis, Minnesota. For over 30 years now, Veena has dedicated her life to the world's oldest healing system, Ayurveda. She draws on this ancient wisdom to help others find their compass to a healthy life and support those left wanting by Western medicine. An experienced Ayurvedic herbalist and nutritionist, meditation teacher, Panchakarma specialist, Veena's deep intuitive knowledge of Ayurveda empowers her clients to reclaim their fullest, most vibrant lives mentally, physically, and spiritually. Welcome, Veena. Thank you, Marianne. Thanks for inviting me into this important conversation on crimes against wisdom. And what a great opening story you shared. Oh, now I remember when I went to Kanyukumari and I first met you because of our teacher, Pat Layton. So that's that was pretty much a lot of my introduction of Ayurveda, but you were already much further along on your path. So how did you find Ayurveda? Who introduced you? My grandmother. So I didn't know that everybody didn't grow up this way until I got into, you know, middle elementary school because it was how my family lived. And I didn't know there was a difference between the kitchen and a pharmacy. <laughs> so that's how I learned it at my grandmother's knee. Yeah. Through the generations. Oh, and you know, I mentioned last week that I had never heard the word yoga before college or up until afterwards, you know, Ayurveda though is actually, it is in my family. And it's ironic because when my mother came here from India, a lot of that was lost, you know, having married an American and there wasn't even a Devon street that we have now in Chicago. Right. There wasn't a community. So she was pretty much the beginning of it. But Ayurveda is in my blood because my mother's mother, her parents were the Ayurvedic doctors in Kerala in the small town. And when I found Ayurveda, when I went to Ayurveda school, oh boy, for the first time in my life, that's when all the families started to say, oh my, your grandmother, your grandparents practiced Ayurveda. I mean, I knew that my grandmother went to the backyard for every ailment and would pick herbs and make up some kind of concoction. Um, but growing up here, a lot of that was certainly lost. And I definitely grew up, um, as most Americans, on visiting doctors you know, having asthma medication even for two years. So I want to also ask you here, um, because you see a lot of clients in Minnesota and New Mexico, and you've been doing online virtual consultations before it was even a thing. Absolutely. So I've seen people in, in different continents. Absolutely. Yes. So how would you address 
what I'm talking about as we transition from the summer season that's predominantly governed by the fire element and we move into the fall season governed by the air, this wind. How would I address it with a client? In in terms of all around the world. You know, is there right. a similarity? A, my answer my answer to Ayurveda when somebody asks me something is always um, becoming infamous or famous for it is it depends, right? And what does it depend on? It depends on where does that person live? What is the season there? If they're north of the equator or south of the equator, we're talking different worlds, right? Um, what is their stage of life? What's happening, most especially what's happening for them individually and taking all of those influences into um, consideration and then coming up with a very tailored approach to that person specifically. So two people can be sitting next to each other in Chicago the same day, the same age, you know, lots of similarities, but be experiencing life in a very different way. So what's correct for that person may be completely, absolutely incorrect for the person sitting next to them. But at face value, it may look at the same. And that's where the power of the intake of the Ayurvedic assessment really helps uh, create the specificity of treatment, which I think is part of where Ayurveda, I get really excited. It's where it really shines because you get very specific about those fire, water, you know, elements that you were talking about in your introduction and how to balance those specific to that person so that we don't have this huge list of things we have to do on top of our already busy lives, but we get the greatest return of energetic investment on doing a couple of the correct things that bring those things back into balance for us, like having a meal before a meeting, you know, simple little things that make a world of difference. Yes, and I do want to thank you because you were my reminder as we um, had a little trial run on our sound check before before this interview. Um, I made sure after my experience last week, I don't ever, I don't want to be in pain. I don't want to lose a day. You know, it, there's there's too much to do. There's there's so much, you know, to to create. Um, other things I could be doing than, than sitting there. And a lot of what we're doing in these paths of yoga and Ayurveda have to do with maintaining your health because when you don't have your health, you can see how you lose your passion to basically do anything else. Right. And, right. and um, what did you do as your morning routine as you prepared for today? For me, I made sure that I moved my lunch up a little earlier in preparation for the show um, so that the stomach, you know, the fire in the stomach was fed. So I just, you know, tweaked things just a little bit because of the change in the schedule for the day. And that was about all that needed to change for me. Okay. And I made sure I had a grounding breakfast with some oatmeal. I added a, just a tad, a tiny little bit of cinnamon because it really can be bland. And I want to test. I really want to see um, if I have any burning because the last couple of days I've been taking advantage of drinking okra water where you slice the okra. I grow, I actually have, I think, quite a bit in the backyard. I haven't been using enough. And just cutting that, cutting a slice or a one whole okra stalk and putting it in a cup of water, room temperature, I've been drinking that to, to help to help my intestinal lining. To right, help so you're really that. drawing out that demulcent quality of the okra and it's soothing the internal tissue yes. of the GI tract. Well, how wonderful. 
Yeah, but with the oatmeal, so I'm making sure that I feed the fire because what I what I like to explain to clients that I just did is I basically burned my pot on my stove. Right. Okay. Right. So I wasn't mindful of the flame. I wasn't mindful of what I was adding in. And obviously I did not add enough food, water. All right. And I burnt that pot. And now I've been using the uh, I've been using this these next few days here to basically scrub scrub that pot <laughs> scrub and soothe it right it's we're kind of funny in in the sense that if we have a burn on our hand we'll immediately attend to it we'll put some aloe on it some salve we'll do something but we feel this internal heat and we kind of just ignore it until it really gets our attention to the point where we can't ignore it and getting back to that crimes of wisdom it's when we first notice that little but there's this little sense of heat brewing in me, you know, and then we click in and we say, I need to do something about this, right? Instead of letting that fire start eating us up and burning us up. Absolutely. Because my fire was getting so high. I said for my birthday, my gift this year is cutting down my chai. I love uh -huh. my homemade chai. I'm I make it I in a mortar and pestle every morning. I'm using some cinnamon, cloves, cardamom, black pepper, uh, the star anise. I've got lemongrass, ginger, and it is All too All the hot heating. spices are in there. Yes. And yeah. I and I and the reason why I I mean it's not so much all the spices, but I've been using I use a spoonful of sugar. And I've really noticed how I've been using way too much sugar, you know, so, so it, it's just being aware of that. And also in my oatmeal this morning, I did want to mention it was pretty full, not just oatmeal. I added some sesame seeds. I added some coconut shreds. I added, um, oh, a little bit of cranberry, just a couple of dried cranberries and maple syrup. So it Sounds was like you more nourishing. Fire a lot to chew on. Yes, and yeah. and yeah. then I also for for lunch, I did what our teacher did all the time. So what a good example! She always had that kitchery prepared, and you know that's the meal that we use when people are detoxing during the the seasonal cleanse called Panchakarma, and kitchery is something that you can eat all the time. So that's kind of my go-to anytime I fall off balance. And I, I I mean, I generally eat it, I mean, a minimum of once a week. And if I have more clients come in, I make it for everybody and I'll have some. Mm, but but I did reset. have, I had a half cup of basmati rice, a half a cup of mung. I went out to my garden and I pulled about two cups of kale and I added a whole zucchini and about a half a cup of carrots with one spice of, you know, to make it easy for the audience, they have what they call kitchery mixes. You know, you can buy a whole kit. <laughs> right. Um, and it's the turmeric, cumin, fennel, little mustard, a little salt, little coriander, and ghee and ghee. So I definitely nourished myself. I'm going to see how, you know, I react later on this week with with some of the changes that I've made as we approach this season. Now, what about in New Mexico? 
So we just went from 80 degrees to 50 degrees overnight. <laughs> right, right. The same thing happens here because it's um, there's three parts of New Mexico, just like, you know, some of the larger states in the Northern Plains. And where I personally live is at about 8,000 feet. So we can go from 95 to 40 at night. You know, that's very typical. So it's really similar in ways. Are you finding that people are getting sick there too? Oftentimes you know, those junctions, <laughs> the drops. Yeah, absolutely. I had this idea in my mind moving from Minneapolis to New Mexico that there would be less of that seasonal disruption for people, less of the bugs that go around when kids get back to school. It's absolutely the same everywhere. Uh, whether my clients in the UK, New Mexico, Chicago, Minneapolis, wherever, when that transition happens, it happens. And I think particularly going from this summer, speaking in the U.S., where it was really, really hot everywhere and also very smoky from the Canadian fires in particular, and then a lot more heat built up in people. So I saw many more clients having more of that heartburn, um, stuff they hadn't had before in terms of ulcerative colitis flare-ups, just all kinds of different heat pitta symptoms coming out that hadn't been there before. So I think the unseasonable heat combined with the extra dryness this summer throughout most of the country made it more intense for people. So that when that transition, that seasonal juncture came, when Vata started kind of slipping in at night with that little bit of coolness and that little bit of dryness, it instantly um, changed things for people overnight. Um, I say a Vata, it, it's one of its qualities is subtle in movement, but it's also can be kind of vicious because its subtle quality comes in and people aren't picking up on it. And then things are taking off the wildfire, the anxiety, the constipation, the heartburn, and it happens literally overnight. And it could still be 90 degrees out in the day, but that little shift at night is enough to throw people out of balance. Yeah. And and if I tap back into my pitta, you know, mm -hmm. the reason why I wanted to share this, this is profound because of my experience. You know, keep in mind on this show, we are not here to diagnose or treat you know, any illness, this is educational and for informational purposes, because Ayurveda is without a doubt, very, very individual based, a very um, unique plan of action based on the seasons, the climate where you live. Um, okay, so what, what I wanted to just mention was, oftentimes when people are hot, they think ice water, drinking cool water, the beverages can help. And we know that it can't. We know that the digestive fire, our Agni, is the key to all of the other tissues, the layers in the body. You know, it's the key to health. Yes. So yeah. what do you suggest as other re recommendations for people to stay cool, for instance, you know, other than I think having ice room water. temperature, yeah, room temperature cooling beverages. Um, I was putting out uh, article after article with recipes of cooling beverages this summer for people. So you know, things like lime lime water or lime lime aid, because sometimes sugar can be pacifying, especially coconut sugar uh, for pitta. Eating things like um, rose pistachio cure, which is like a, an Ayurvedic pudding. Um, you know, taking one's dige digestive tea, which is usually part of one of our remedies for people, is taking it at room temperature instead of at a hot tea temperature. Dressing in cool clothes, linen. I mean, I live in linen nine months of the year. Um, you know, having flowing air movement around you, 
um, avoiding the high sun, doing your exercise in the morning or the evening, all of those things. And Nasi, of course, too, which is an Ayurvedic treatment of herbalized nose oil, which is incredibly effective for cooling heat. Because what does heat do? It rises, rises to the, to, to the head. So when we can keep our heads cool and our minds cool, we keep our cool. And just today, as a matter of fact, at the school, there was one of the counselors who visited the doctor yesterday because she's been having a little cold and nasal drippage the last couple of weeks, you know, and she said today, you know what, when I open up this closet, I sneeze. I've noticed that. Every yeah, time I open this closet, I sneeze. So she's from Greece. I said, you know, even if you have olive oil at home, you know, just take a little bit of olive oil on your palm. And I showed her, I, I, I took my little pinky finger and I put it in, you know, on the palm and I showed her just lubricate one nasal passage at a time, you know, close the other one and sniff. And if you have to do that at a minimum before you come to school, you know, see if that helps. So especially when, 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 when people notice sometimes um, maybe some perfume, a scent right. that, 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 that triggers something, you know, and the same would go for pollen, whatever might be in the air, whether you're in Minnesota, Chicago, New Mexico. Any right. irritant. And, and nausea is protecting the entire pranic system, the, the respiratory system, which this is the time of the year that we need to be doing that through spring. Okay. Absolutely. I can say I used to have a little nose pain sometimes in the winter. Once I learned about lubricating my nasal passages, I've never, okay, maybe I've experienced it one other time um, since 2008, but I could not imagine leaving the house without lubricating my nasal passages. So, right. well, we'll be right back with more from Vina and talking about our crimes against wisdom. So thank you for staying tuned. See you soon. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation, located near O'Hare Airport in Des Plaines, Illinois, offers cost-effective, holistic services in person, online, or at your location. From modern-day Ayurvedic pulse assessments, diet and lifestyle counseling, yoga and meditation classes, Healthy Spirals empowers you to make healthier lifestyle choices day by day, season by season. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Spiral in healthier directions together. Join Marianne Beckman Berman on your mat or in your chair for an hour on Zoom for 10 weeks each season. Classes include Ayurvedic tips, yoga poses, breathing exercises, and meditation. The fall series runs Monday, October 2nd through December 4th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. Just $10 each class. Join anytime. Visit HealthySpirals.com to register. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
Welcome back to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. Have a question for Marianne or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. I'm here with Veena from Somya Ayurveda, Ayurveda practitioner, meditation teacher, and monk. And she is admitting to perhaps some of the crimes against wisdom that she sees in her practice amongst her clients. So I don't know about you, Veena, but I admit that until I learned Ayurveda, I did not realize that I was committing such crimes. You know, when I met um, or at Kanyakumari, where I met you, when I had my first Ayurveda consultation, at that time, I remember thinking I was eating pretty healthy. And I explained, oh, for breakfast, I'm having some yogurt. Oh, it's organic yogurt. And I'm adding my organic berries. And I'm having granola bars, you know. And I remember how shocked I was to learn that the yogurt and the fruit is an incompatible combination. Right. Yeah. And yet it's marketed everywhere. And so people do think they're doing what is correct and it does seem healthy, but without the knowledge and the context, what's happening from a digestive standpoint, when we combine those two together, um, or if somebody has higher pitta or GERD, you know, you don't want to be putting cold yogurt in there or low, low digestive fire, plopping a big thing of cold yogurt on top of that fire doesn't help that fire um, work very optimally. We just don't know those things until we get to learn about them. And I also think, you know, in, in sympathy and empathy with people, it's very confusing. You know, when clients come to me, they're, they're almost a lot of times actually in tears because they don't know what to eat and they're trying everything. And that's part of the marketing machine. You know, people are selling certain things, selling products, selling a certain fad diet, and people are looking for answers and they try different things until they end up, um, you know, at Ayurveda or whatever works for them to learn how do I need to eat for me is the question we need to be asking ourselves, not should I eat this thing, that thing, or that thing that's being marketed and coming up in my my feed on my phone, but what's correct for me? What works well for me? Like you're saying, you have that kitchery, you're drinking your okra water, you know that that's bringing down that heat and healing that tissue. You know that's correct for you now because you're experiencing that as opposed to looking outside at some of the information that we're just absolutely bombarded and overwhelmed and it's conflicting information because it's a one size fits all right approach. Yeah. And what Ayurveda really shines at, as we talked about earlier, is what does this person need at this time in their life, given these symptoms, given where they live, given the time of year. And it sounds complicated, but with the correct guidance, it actually becomes really clear and very simple. Ah, just make these little tweaks in your life and these things start going away. Like you said, a little bit of nasi oil to your nose and that nose problem went away forever. So these little tiny things that are correct for us individually make a world of difference. And a lot of this not learning how, how fire operates, not learning the signs when we become heated, when we start having mm. acne, and when we become inflamed, and when we start having rosacea or psoriasis and eczema, we're, we're, we just aren't taught this perspective. So the crime against wisdom to me is just like at these training seminars where everyone's talking about the different personality types so we can get along better is, is 
we need to go further in we can teach the kindergartners more than the senses we can teach them how to look for fire how we can recognize when someone has more fire and then hey when you see that this that the fire person is out of control well then you know you don't take them to chipotle okay right. for dinner right. or you don't engage <laughs> in an argument with them right <laughs> Yeah, so, it's elemental and it's interesting to me because I think there's a number of cartoons out there um, that talk about the elements in different forms, you know, animated element type of things. You know, there's fire guy and wind guy and this type of thing. So it's in there in the education, you know, in, in the entertainment system for children. And if we just took that a little bit further, like you're talking about with um, your work that you're doing with the kids and bring that into just a general awareness of heat is heat, wind is wind, you know, earth is earth and understand that because that's what we naturally understand as kids. We play in it. We live in it. It's what we are. It becomes uneducated out of us, unfortunately. Yes. And you, know, you and I are here to help re-educate it back in, I think, little person by yes. person. And the plumbers, for instance, when I talk to a plumber and the plumber who had to come and clear my clogged toilet, oh, believe me, it was $400. I was not happy about that. Um, but you know what? Think of all the plumbers out there in the world who don't know how to take care of their own plumbing system within. So they are <laughs> eating, drinking, but yet they have blockages. They have backups that require oftentimes, you know, a complete resection of their, of their intestines. Okay. Yeah. So you know what? At least my toilet if my toilet breaks down in my home, I can call an expert and, and if I needed to, I could buy a new toilet. And if I really needed to, I could buy a new house. I mean, <laughs> not, maybe not as easy as that. Theoretically. Theoretically, right. exactly. <laughs> you know, and when I talk to the firemen, it's the same thing that, you know, we're actually in the same business, you and I, and they don't get it at first. But then, mm -hmm. but then when I explain to them, that you're basically helping put out fires in people's houses. That's exactly what we're doing, except we're trying to prevent that fire. We're trying to help you learn to cook on your stove in your house without burning your stove down first, because once your stove burns down, just like with me, can you see how if I did not tend to that, um, it, it, it could easily have progressed. And, right. and, you know, now I'm in my 50s. Absolutely. When you're in your 20s, you can bounce back much quicker. But as we age, we need to give ourselves more time to recover and to recuperate. So right. I have a lot of clients that come to me and they've been to six, seven, eight allopathic specialists. And they're so frustrated and so exhausted because something's not right, but nothing's showing up on labs or diagnostics and their pain is still there. And it comes down to knowing what to eat and how to eat. And that usually takes care of it. Um, it's such a beautiful thing, such simple things we can do that make all the difference. And um, I think allopathic medicine absolutely has its place and shines in beautiful, beautiful ways. But with some of these things, it's like you're saying, you want to catch it earlier before it becomes, oh, well, you now need to be scheduled for a bowel resection or you've got holes in your stomach in the form of ulcers. We want to catch that. Um, burning long before it gets there so it doesn't become a, a diagnosis or a disease. Yeah, and even something that um, 
my husband's going through right now, I said, you know what, we're going to find a way because oftentimes, you know, he's, he's been with me now throughout this Ayurveda journey, even before. So he knew me before I found Ayurveda. And there's a lot of the stuff that I'll admit that I learned too, that until I have an issue, I haven't taken it as seriously and I haven't been as disciplined. So for instance, just within the last or within these past few months, I had two wisdom teeth pulled. All right. Hmm. And when I went to my dentist initially, I had mentioned, oh, the lockdown, all the craziness that was going on. I found myself grinding my teeth, Vata, for the first time uh -huh. in my life. I should have bought um I should have bought some kind of night guard or um some kind of brace, but my dentist said, oh, no worries. You're fine. Don't worry about it. But when I went back six months later, he said, well, now you now those teeth are loose, right? And then with the Ayurveda world, oh, let me tell you, I tried with all my oil swishing and all my homemade toothpaste and even going to the Ayurveda national meeting, you know, I got some different herbalized toothpaste. But you realize we need to work in conjunction because once you get such deep pockets, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's, um, you really have to be very, very religious. And I was just amazed because what I found, even with my, with my teeth, there was a time I thought I could save it because if I had pain and I thought, oh, I have to get this pulled out, there's no way I can go on a trip. I was able to completely get rid of all of that pain, but it's a matter of continuing it. You know, so this is why Ayurveda and what we learn we oftentimes don't take take these signals and take these messages seriously until we get a wake-up call. Right. So what right. about doing things? You know, there's the concept of dinacharya, which means your daily routines. And you you reminded me of another of our, our teacher, Pat, saying about it's not what you do once in a while, right? It's what we do every day that matters not the exceptions here and there. Although, as you learned with the lemon vodka, it can be just that critical timing where if we step out of that, we can pay a price for it too, right? But on the whole, it's what we do every day that really builds up. It's what we do with our meals every day, how we move throughout the day, what we're doing with our breathing all day long. And this is, you know, this is operating with the knowledge of what's keeping us balanced, which is the opposite of crimes of wisdom, right? It's the opposite quality, which is one of the fundamental principles of Ayurveda is that we balance with the opposite quality. So if we notice we're grinding our teeth, we, we pause and we say something's going on, but it's so easy just to keep going, right? And to um, plow through things. And there's a lot of pressure and real, real challenges in our quote unquote modern living that keep us just going through stuff. But yeah, the signals are there. The signals are there. And I think that's where having you know, like routine, like we go in twice a year to see the dentist going in, um, you know, twice a year to see our Ayurvedic person can help us, oh, catch some things we didn't realize was going on for all of us. Absolutely. And I did want to let all the listeners know that there is a Sanskrit term called prajna paradha which means intellectual blasphemy. So there is an actual term in another culture that that describes, you know, the fact that when we listen deeply inside of ourselves, 
we do find that we know how to act in ways that bring us health and peace of mind. So I'm going through that, you know, that menopausal change. And I can say that this has been, it's actually, I find it fun. I mean, from an Ayurveda perspective, you know, we don't get, we don't really get thrown out of balance that often and we really don't get sick too often. So, so sometimes, you know, when we finally get to experience it, it's our opportunity to get back into balance. To tune okay. in. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, so I know that you've got um, a book coming up if, if you can share, because I think that it's, it's, we need more of some of these Ayurvedic perspectives out there. Because yeah. I've, on it. I've nipped all my, I have no more hot flashes. So despite my high That's fire. to go. Yes. Right. 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 We don't have to suffer. Yes. Yeah. The name of the book is Keep Your Cool. And it's actually about from menarche through menopause, with most of the focus being on perimenopausal transition and menopause, because frankly, that's the bulk of our life as females. Um, and it's about keeping cool, not only not hot flashes, but also keeping cool in terms of keeping our cool as we as we age and go through different stages of life. And uh, there's also an ebook on the SOMU website, if the listeners are interested, called Observable Ayurveda, which they can download for free. And it starts giving us these very tangible things that we can look at, our hair, our eyes, ball movement, all this stuff that can give us some clues. Yeah, you know what? And I recommend the listeners to please check out Vina's website, SOMU-Ayurveda, S-A-U-M-Y-A dash ayurveda.com you have such incredible information your blog posts as i mentioned you know we have to start somewhere on this journey and until my dream center it comes to fruition and i've got more staff to help the blogs that i see you put out vina are are just incredible so you yeah, know please make use of them and there's free guided practices on there which are really okay. helping people with sleep issues and anxiety. So please use the resources. They're free and they're there for everyone. Well, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me here today. It's an absolute pleasure to have reconnected. I look forward to crossing paths with you in person as well. So please, listeners, check out Vina's website, somyaayurveda.com. You can, if you go to healthyspirals.com, I will have all of her information posted. And please stay tuned. Listen on Wednesdays, 2 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Pacific on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about me and the services I offer from the counseling, the pulse assessments, please visit healthyspirals.com. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. We hope you've learned how you can lead a spiritually, mentally, and emotionally healthful life. Until next week, namaste. Namaste.